You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys and welcome back to Talking League. Happy New Year to everyone listening out there. We've missed you all and we're really excited to get back. My name's TK and I'm here with the boys. Let's bring in Andy. G'day Andy. Footy's back. Jeez, it's, it's been a long break but it's good to be finally back with you lads. Yeah, I'll tell you I missed your face but I literally saw you every single second. I'm glad this footy <laughs> thing started. We've taken up boxing. We've gone to the tennis. We're challenging each other at tennis. We actually think we're actually like... Awesome, but we're pretty shit at both. You just see me dimming all bloody backhands. Oh, mate. <laughs> now, oh, it's good to bringing back in Corby, Mr. Sleeping Beauty himself. He's made us an hour late today because he's fallen <laughs> asleep with his young fella. Mate, how are you? It's good to see you. I've, I've got us at 33 minutes late, so you, you're stretching that hour. But, yes, I um, went down with the young fella, put him to bed, and... Um, I had a little snooze myself. Missed <laughs> our starting time, so good start for the year. You gotta leave him alone. Needs as much beauty sleep as you can get. Yeah, I know, but he's growing a little bit of hair back. It's good to see. It's like rocking up to uh, pre-season training late. <laughs> now, Andy, it's not. It's not game one. You want you wanted to start this year. Last year you started with a joke. You probably made more of a joke of yourself, but you want to redeem yourself. What do you got for us tonight? Oh, look, well, last thing you guys cut me off, um, pretty, it was a pretty long joke, I'll give you that, but just, he's just too, sure, little punchy ones to have a bit of a chuckle for the, for the first pod. Do you want to have, oh, leave one for the end as well? Do you want to have one oh, at the start, actually, one at the I'll end? Do that. I'll start with one, we'll end with one. Okay. Did you guys hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? No. All we needed was a little bit of space. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. It's better. <laughs> I don't give one of these. I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one. So on the show tonight, guys, we're going to be some bold predictions, a few laughs, some gut feels, as we always do. We'll have a look at a little bit more serious stuff, the initial thoughts on our scoring and, you know, the NRL fantasy changes, rule changes, that is. What's ahead for the podcast in 2022? We've got much, much more. But, boys, you know what it's like. We've got our stud, our dud, our cashy, Trap City, and our love interest to reveal exclusively on today's podcast. So one of our favourite sounds. How good is this bloke? Now, Corbs, why don't you kick us off your stud initial thoughts for 2022? Uh, yeah, well, I was I dived into um, starting to get my fantasy head back in the game and Monday kicked off for me going through uh, a couple of the early teams and um, then, yeah, the one that sort of jumped out at me is and just the team that jumped out um, is the Roosters and Tedesco. Tedesco's my man, and I think he's uh, he's going to have a big season. I, I know his price is still. I think he's a little bit of undervalue, but you're not going to make a heap of coin out of him. But I think he's going to score quite well this year, having that dominant halfback. Now I know Sam Walker and um, 
who was the other half? There's was, was a, a few of them. Hutchison did well, but uh, you saw the the likes of DC unlocking Teddy uh, uh, Turbo, and I just think if Teddy's a lot of first uh, ball receiving last year, and I think he's going to have a bit more um, rain out in that second receiver mm. out the back uh, to to let loose this year. So yeah, he's sort of in the in the sort of prime of his career, like with his age and whatnot. So I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I like that one, Andy. Through. Who's your stud, man? My stud for this year is a, is a manly person. Yeah. He's not Tommy T. Oh. DCE, once again, I think he's going to back up again. They've they only got two backup halves, one being Dylan Walker and the other Josh Schuster. He's, he's solidified himself on the edge there. But honestly, I think that uh, DCE will probably be the highest scorer at Manly this year. Nice. I like um, it. He's coming up. Tommy T's another few... He's got the hammy issues, but I think he doesn't. He won't have to do as much. DCE will be there. Like I said, last year it was average seventy-one points, uh, seventy-one fantasy points. Still pretty good with the Tommy Turbo on your side. It takes a bit of heat off him too. So he's done it in the past. He's done it again. I think DCE is my stud. I like it. Now my guy, I'm still in your guy corps, Stefano. I just see some big. <laughs> I loved his end of year. I know they had a couple of injuries, but I just see him becoming the main man. Lovely PPM and. He's just got speed and he's got, for a 120 kilo man, just such fitness. So I reckon he's just a, little, he's just a great price, that $550,000 mark. I can see us making plenty of money and getting a nice 55 average out of this, Blake. So expecting plenty of things. All right, boys, I've been waiting all off-season to play this song. Now, that's our new new song, and that's when we jibber. Like, I'll put my hand up. I was in love with Jordan Ricky and then Adam Dewey last year. It happened. Corbs had, I'm pretty sure, Stefano, and he just stuck solid. And, Andy, can I guess that you were gutho into IPAP, I feel? Well, I was, it was gutho into um, Pretty Boy Reese Walsh. Okay. Yeah. And, and IPAP was a, was a, was, like the, the foursome into the threesome. Yeah, I, I feel that IPAP was there because I didn't hear a single other person call him IPAP all year but you. So I feel that you had this connection. I've, I've got a new name for him, guys. What, Judas? <laughs> Icicles, Papsicles. Ice Papsicles. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stick. It'll stick. Well, Ice Seeing this is my segment, I think I'll start. Nico Hines is easily my love interest. Yeah, that's a surprise. Like that that photo I showed you from training today. Like, if he's not the baby, the baby cows on him, yeah. Jeez, he's got some calves. But if he is not the unicorn this year, I reckon he will score fifteen points without even getting on the field because the refs will love him and the stats guys will love him so much. I'm predicting huge things. He won't even have that good base. You won't even know where the points are coming from. That's how good <laughs> he is. It happened last year. He had the, a few points. Like, how the hell is Hines from the bench scoring eighty-five points? Exactly. So yeah, I can I can actually see that. But with the Sharks, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, look, it's your interest. Yeah. So well, when I picked Big Stefano last year, and he's very popular this year as opposed to last year. But I I went after him in draft. It was um oh he was a it was a cheapy last year. So a lot of people picked him anyway. Is Hines going to make your team though? That's a thing. I might have to. I have to do it right. I'll, I'll have to dump him. Yeah, 
have to get a new love interest. Well, you talk about Ricky and Dewey, yeah. like you, you had walked them up big time and they were big part of your teams when you're in love. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, don't forget who don't forget his half partner is. Uh Matty Moylan, surely even I'm getting Heinz because of that one fact right oh, there. Yeah. I can see Fitzy breaking our breaking our heart and putting tricky Trindle in at some stage, right? But Andy, tell me, like, have you evolved from the Parramatta love? Are you what are you doing this year, mate? I, I have. I've gone. Um, I've gone on from went to it's staying on the fullback train. So I've gone from um, from Gutho to he was at Reese Walsh, but now I'm on the Jaden Campbell train, mate. If he keeps that ratty, oh, <laughs> he's in. He's my love interest this year. And I'll tell you what, he could actually shine in that position too. AJ going to Haas where he's still a bit risky in the first place, but Jaden Campbell is my only love interest. Mate, his Raddy's worth at least seven points. Uh, that's the unicorn point right there. You jump on straight for the bat. Raddy, that's it. Give him seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Corbs, you've been a little bit secretive because we, we have a run sheet here on Talking League and he's left us in the dark. Like, are you having problems with your Yeah, no. Guy? I, I'm, I'm not jumping in straight on anyone yet. I haven't found anyone. So it's a little bit of a letdown, but uh, I will come back to that. As I said, the fantasy mines only started ticking over on Monday and a bit rain, man. The numbers are just starting to um, sort of zip past in my head. Um, even with Tedesco, like with the stud, um, like a lot of his numbers and things, uh, he's slightly just undervalued, but I, I need to dive deeper into and... Um, yeah, looking forward to it over the next few weeks. So, yeah, love interest. Stefano probably still has um, got a little spot there, but I, um, I'm looking forward to sort of diving into the teams and finding a new one. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty's just woken up and he's been dreaming of <laughs> yeah. Teddy, I think. The commitment issues. He's, he's had him all his life. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right, boys, let's move on. And No, 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 no. Gussie's back. Andy, want to kick us off? Who's your dud you feel for the start of 2022? Yeah, I think Big JT, actually. Do you know JT is the most expensive player at the Cowboys? In terms of his wage or his actual oh, the fantasy price? Fantasy price. He's the most expensive. And considering his scores last, last year, he's averaged 47. His last three-game average of 40. Yep. So I think he's way, way too overpriced for 620. So, yeah. look, he, I, I don't think he might, he might be playing lock this year. I think I'm putting the prop, but yeah, six twenty, man. I, I I seen that. I was like, surely not. But yeah, everyone else is like just a little underneath. So Cowboys had a terrible season last year. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going. Oh, yeah, maybe Big Chad's gone there. So maybe they bring him back. Andy, does he remind you? Do you play a lot of NFL at fantasy? You know how like running backs they get this tag for one or two years. I know for Lolo it's been longer than that, but they become the best player in this position. Yeah, but then they lose it. They have one injury or. They just pass their peak a little bit, and then like, a, like Adrian Peterson. So and then people live on this tag that they might be able to return when it's being very unrealistic that they can ever go back to the peak level. Yeah, and that's why he's a bit of a trap as well. So he's a dud, but also a trap. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, he has got the big. He's done it in the past. He was Mister Fancy a couple of times. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think he's done. He's loving back in the day. Yeah, yeah Corpse, who are you feeling? Ah, uh, well, I'm not feeling AJ Brimson. Uh, I, his duel last year was handy in when he was playing fullback to play him in that half position. And even in the draft, he was um, a good pickup for those few years. But looking into, because Titans was sort of one of the teams I was looking into, his stats, I know it's 2019, but it, with his half stats, 
He's got an average of 36.3. That was over 2018, 2019. Yep. And he's priced at about 39. So he's, um, he's sort of overpriced for that position. Now, I'm not totally ruling him out for the whole season, but I just don't think – I think he's going to get very cheap, probably at the right time around origin. Yep. I think he'll go right down and he could be a good pickup – um, yeah, mid-season, especially around that origin time. But I just don't think he's going to be any good to start because he's coming into a new position. He hasn't got a like a decent half that he can rely on either. Like Sexton's only rookie himself. So mm. Brimson will probably be uh, looked upon to sort of steer the ship around a bit more when it's a new position as well. So, yeah, early days I think he'll struggle and I I won't be going anywhere near him. Nice. Okay, my guy will... He was a former Titan, now a Raider, Jamal Fogarty. I, I love Jamal, but just I just see his stats are just too determined on kicking. So he's going to need your mate Croaks to not play because he gets about three and a half goals a game. And then his kick meters are huge, and we all know that Jackie Wyden likes to kick it. Josh Hodson likes to kick the ball a little bit as well. So I can see him losing plenty of stats through there. So in terms of him being priced at that 52 average, I think he's probably, for me, I'm projecting maybe a 43-44 and maybe someone to stick away from in the top drafts order as well. But, boys, let's move on, and it's our favourite. Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Andos, who you got, man? I, I did miss that song. <laughs> I love it. You want to play it again? Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Trap City Bitch. Trap, Trap City Bitch. Uh, my trap city is every goddamn year, Matthew Moylan and Wade Graham. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be fooled with him starting because, he's again, he's with Heinz. So he, Moylan's not stealing any points. He's not a thief. He's just that humble partner. You know, let, get, let Heinz get all the unicorn points and just sit back and be a little uh, little little flea. <laughs> and, and Graham is the best football. He's a gun footballer, just not fantasy. Yeah. Those two for me are my trap city. Don't get excited because he's starting seven. It happens every year. Just stay clear. Just they stick in the Sharks theme, even though he's not a shark anymore. We didn't ever consider him one either. Sean Johnson. Ooh. That's who's my trap city this year. He's just, I just can't spend money on a bloke that is so brittle. He just doesn't play football. So you're going to be using trades to get him out, even though he's a great price right now. But the other thing is, I don't think Sean, the Sean Johnson we see now, the organising halfback and the playmaker is a lot different to the guy that was blitzing us four or five years ago with the tackle breaks and all the tries and that sort of stuff. So I just think he just doesn't have a fantasy-relevant game anymore, especially with the kick meters being being half. So that is a big Trap City for mine. But Corbs, finish us off. Trap City, man. Staines, don't fall for it again. <laughs> it's um, I, I just He's priced cheaply again, but just looking at his, his stats, he just doesn't seem to get involved. Like, there's no – look at the effort areas – I just don't see how he's going to improve at all unless he gets a monster amount of tries. So I just, yeah, don't go near him again unless he's, oh, I haven't heard anything, but <laughs> he needed to put on another 10 kilo <laughs> to help least. him out a little bit. Well, that's the but, thing, oh, Cobbs, yeah. isn't it? Because like, he scores tries. He scored 14 tries in 18 games last year. He just, yeah. his base it's stats are just awful. <laughs> yeah, call- the base <laughs> stats is terrible. And like he's priced at the around the 23 average, and that's exactly what he got last year. But, mate, the the yo-yo in his scoring, 
Even his best score was a 50, and that was two tries. Yeah. Um, and there was a 49. But then it falls right back down to the 34, 33, and then falls back down mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, just some really ordinary scores as well for for um, him. So, yeah, stick, steer clear. Don't be fooled by that low price. There's hopefully a few others in the mix. Hey, Corbs, you find it funny how... As soon as SJ leaves the Sharks, they're just shit tomorrow. Oh, and, and the biggest mock of, of all. You know the rules. Mate, uh, the Hines is at the Sharks now. Like, watch him talk up bloody Finucane. Mate, don't get me wrong. Wait till you hear next year's potty when Reed Marnie leaves Para. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, he's. Best hooker. Best hooker in the game. All right, boys. Let's do some early cashies. All right, put it on the line. It's the 11th of January. Who's going to make us money this year, Andy? Oh, look. This one's a bit of a roughie because you guys chose some nice ones. But uh, I've just gone as a hooker, Josh Cook. So is it, is it Damon Cook's brother? No, no. No, okay, right. Well, they, the Bulldogs lost to Cook and they went to Bunnies and he played absolutely amazing. Probably found the best form of his career. And <laughs> was a blue hooker and he absolutely killed it. Maybe they can get one back. So is, <laughs> it, is, this, is this just a gut feel? Oh, this could be. <laughs> now, look, with J&K, they didn't have a hooker last year. They were tossing up with uh, J&K, Leondi, Odie coming in. They were, it's just no special hooker. They won't have one this year, but they'll obviously get a, a really quality one in Reed Marnie for 2023. But, look, if Josh Cook, you've got money in the bank on the bench. He, I don't know if he, he'll play for the first couple of games, but if he does get a start, he could be the one to look for, especially with 240K. Yeah, nice. especially if you're just trying to fill up your bench when you've just spent all your money on Tommy Turbo and Nathan Cleary and. <laughs> uh, I've seen him, I've seen him play a couple of times, Andy. He's a he's a very handy player. And like before we started the show, we we're talking about Jerry Marshall King and the possibility he didn't play that much footy. I think he played ten games last year, and the fact that they did get Reed Marnie, so obviously they don't rate him. So there's there's a spot there. So, uh, look, like I said, if he gets his chance, I don't think he'll squander it. So yeah, nice one, Corbs. Who are you liking? Uh, Lachlan Ilias. Did yeah. that he say his last yeah, name? Is. Yep. Yeah, I. We well, just a out and out half, so I was hoping he would um get the seven spot. There was still a bit of um, you know, uncertainty as to who was going to get the seven. Especially, it doesn't help with uh, Latrell being out for the first few games. But um, yeah, he's he's average in the um, Reggie's was. 47 okay. so looking just at that and obviously it's a big step up but he should be the the main like because cody's not so much your organizing half he might come in and and get the the kick meter stats um and probably get a, a little bit of second fiddle off cody walker maybe but yeah i'm hoping he he sort of keeps a lot of those stats up and if he sort of does float around that 47 there's an easy 300k um in the bank. So I think he'll be in most teams come the start of the season because, yeah, word on the street is he's uh, he's going to get the first shot. Yeah, he's doing very well from my sources. Absolutely. He's doing really yeah. well. So I think they've just run out of numbers, but with Milf, they do think that if Milf makes it back that he would be number one, but they're saying they're going with the strategy that he's not going to be back. So I can't see. His case doesn't look good, though, does it? It looks pretty serious charge. So Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he's um, 
I reckon he'll make the most coin. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise Ooh, me if he's a, there for the year. Is that your gut feel? That's a bold prediction, sorry. That's a bold prediction. Well, there's a, there's a few numbers in there. <laughs> there's, there's a few, few gut feel. <laughs> a gut feel in there as well. This is a mix. You know what? Now we're talking Speaking about halfbacks. Awesome. I'll give you another one, gut feel tonight. Sam Walker will be worth more than Toby Sexton by round 25 this year, and it'll be a big amount. I can probably say yeah. that. And he's, I, I he's starting 125 grand below Sexton. Do you see, especially with Fogarty going, do you see Titans even, especially with two rookie halves, do you see him going that well and scoring that many points? Their spines are young, eh? Their spines real young. Better Bruce is getting their full team back with a bloody full, with Kiri taking all the pressure off the ear, Sam what? Walker. Well, Sexton at six hundred k. Yeah, because of yeah. the he played three good games against the bottom four teams, and then he got he came back to the pack a little bit against Souths. Like this guy's highly talented, so I'm not saying he's a bad player, and I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, but he's been priced in the fifties or something like that. So I still think he'll score maybe low forties. Yeah, he's priced at about that forty six. So yeah, most halves like around his sort of um, class, you'd take that fifty average, don't you? Like. If he floats around the 50 average, yeah, there's not much value in him. I think it's way too much of a risk at 600K. Absolutely. He's more He's of a draft money. selection. But at the same time, you have a look. I think people are discounting, like, when he played, when he's debuting, how excited he was. And have a look at Walker's numbers for the first six weeks. They're off the charts. And then they get injured a little bit. They have to play hurt. There's a lot of different factors they're not considering with Sexton that he hasn't done yet. Well, here's one for you. Cody Walker's 631K. Hines is 602K. And yeah, you've got Toby Sexton there at 600K. You'd have to take oh, the two. Late, especially over Hines, jeez. You'd have to take, well, Nico Hines going to make a million bucks this year, so that's just silly <laughs> freaking comparison. But that's like... Crazy, isn't it? Like Matt Burton's cheaper than Sexton. Exactly. You'd be, there's no way you can get him. I mean, Luke Brooks is five ninety. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're taking a punt, surely. Oh God! <laughs> Seeing Umbai talking up Brooks and the Tigers the other day, I was like, mate, you don't play for him anymore. Shut up. You don't need to talk him up. <laughs> you're you're a Dragons man now. Come on. Oh, that's right. How do you feel about that? Talking about the Dragons. So my cashy is Junior Ramon or Teller Tower. He's trying to go as this year. I just thought his last three games were outstanding. I love just his fast feed. I think he'll compliment Ben Hunt without giving too much away. And I think he'll average kind of that mid-40s. He's got a bit of a battle now with, with Jaden Sullivan, though. But I think he compliments Benny Hunt, don't you reckon, Corbs, a little bit more? Because Sully's a little bit more of a kind of a playmaking, more number seven style, right? Yeah, I think... I was hearing the other day, like the the battle for the one and the battle for the six, which is the the rookies fighting it out with um, who were the Sloan and and Ramsey. Uh, and Ramsey. It was all about defence. It was more um, Hook was looking at defence rather than attack for who was going to get that spot. So, um, yeah, geez, Amon's got the <laughs> he's a unit. He's probably got the upper hand defensively, maybe. But yeah, Sullivan. It'll be interesting to see. Trials will be interesting for that one, just to see who they go with there. And you could be Very waiting. Could be waiting Very for um, round one team lists yeah, to abs- work out who's playing the six. So, boys, before we rip into just our thoughts on the new rules and the scoring changes, I'll probably just run some injuries and suspensions just to get people on the radar a little bit. So, coming back from some serious injuries, Pat Carrigan, ACL, Jared Croker, and knee. 
Raymond Fatal and Mariner. He's got that foot injury. Maxi King, Achilles. Cameron McInnes, ACL. Wade Graham, obviously four concussions last year. Andrew Davey, ACL. Lachlan Fitzgibbons had shoulder surgery. You're very well publicised. Nathan Cleary, shoulder surgery. Looking good today, though. Dylan Edwards, a foot from his from the grand final. Cameron Murray, also shoulder surgery. Joey Manu from that cheekbone. Zach Lomax, thumb fracture. Luke Keary from his ACL. Adam Dewey currently has an ACL, won't be back mid-year. And then Dane Laurie was finished off late with his ankle as well. But the, probably the two off that, straight off the bat, Corbs, Nathan Cleary, Cameron McInnes, are they in your side currently? Uh, Cleary is, but McInnes isn't. And McInnes, I'm just worried about the minutes. They've got a lot of good mid-forwards. Mm. So, it, like, it, they had a couple of good big fellas last year. So, I, you've got to play them at least 30 minutes plus, don't you? Uh, interested to see whether, and, and I've taught, Braley was nearly going to be a, um, an avoid if they carry a second hooker or McInnes choose into his minutes. So, it makes yeah, sense, yeah, he's a bit of an if at the moment because big minutes big points for McInnes but I'm just not sure yeah and it's a pretty serious injury new coach new system so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he hits a 65 minutes early on in the season the, another one that I didn't realise I should have picked it up before Tohu Harris who's not back till mid-year either yeah sorry I listened, lost, or not mid-year list, maybe sorry. earlier than yep. that but um, yeah Andy Cleary McInnes what's your thoughts Cleary's in um, I'm not too sure if you guys might know but um I actually got first pick in the draft. And <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Been really, <laughs> tell you what, guys, it's been really, really tough trying to figure out who I'm going to pick. So, no, I seen TK put up a photo of um, of Nathan Cleary in a in a blue um, singlet. So, doesn't there's no red, no non-contact. So his shoulder seems alright. Um, so yeah, for Cleary, I think I I was the one who sort of was late to the party last year and ended up being ranked three thousand plus. So. I think I, I'm not missing out in this year. Clearly, <laughs> yes. With McInnes, I think Corbin brings up a good point, but mate, he was good two years ago before his ACL. He was he was the best in the game. And was it two three years ago? It was it was yep. fancy, wasn't he? Yeah, it was what averaging around seventy or whatever. Him and Cleary, so yeah. I think he can be he can do it. And he had the ACL at the start of the season, you know, like for the Dragons. And I reckon he was, he was fully fit. He just didn't want to play for him because they were a shit team. Yeah, that's my thought. So he, he's. He's not coming back from injury. He's already 100% strength. Uh, I reckon I'll put him in. I'll, I'll take a punt on McInnes because he's just that good of a player. Nice. I like it. I'm where, gonna... where would you pick him in draft? That's the question there. Second. Second or third? Second Top or third. Top three. If you, you know three, you have to go Cleary, Turbo, McInnes as a standout three. Yeah. So if you're saying that, I'm assuming you'll have him in your team. It? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not till mid-year when his price comes down. I just... Like Corbs just said, I think early on they won't rush him into being an 80-minute player and then his average will come down quite a little bit. He's just got a high break even. I think eventually you'll want him in your team and I think still think people that buy him early are going to get value because you'll probably minimum score 55, right? So it's not like you're going to be left short-changed. But just trying to field a team with absolutely no cheapies, I just can't fit him and Cleary together, I guess. So we all run the clear this year. Oh, hey, well, we have first? to, mate. I didn't have him for right <laughs> six. I didn't get him until round seven last year, and that pretty much cost me. I ended up finishing two hundred and seventy third. So I think about if I had him from round one, I would have probably finished in the top twenty or something. We, we all have we all have what ifs, mate. <laughs> 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 Whatever. I actually did pretty good. 
I was pretty pleased. Yeah. Um, what's your aim this year? First champion. Andy's is probably Andy's is obviously <laughs> top ten thousand. What about you? Hey, you got to you got to strive for easy goals. You're always satisfied, you know. He came in late, but because what around round twenty one, he was about ten thousand. Then you've clocked in the top three thousand at the end, didn't you, Andy? Yeah, three thousand three hundred or something. Like that. Yeah, no, you finished off all right. You, your Come mid year. But, uh, but mid-year. what I tried to do, I tried to go against a few of calls that you guys went. So if you if your calls went shit, I would have sort of done well. So so you took one for the team. It was, it was strategy. Took one for the team. So it looks not reflecting my true. Oh, well done, Andy. Thanks, mate. Corbs, you went pretty good too. What did you four twenty or something? Was it? Yeah, four twenty in the end. So I, I think maybe the top two hundred is my aim this year. Mate, top two. But like a lot of the blokes that go well, like just meeting them through the socials and things, a lot of them did have. You can have an off year. It only takes um, a bad gut feel mm. or a bad captaincy. Um, so yeah, and top sort of thousand, obviously. But if I can crack that top two hundred, it'd be good. Yeah, for sure. Now I, I just want a goddamn KC voucher. That's, <laughs> that's all. I, want. <laughs> I thought you had. A, you were, I thought you were doing fasting again. Oh yeah, well, it's like this is at the end of the year when oh. you get me. <laughs> it's a celebratory KC box. All right, so what's happening with content for preseason? So fantasy previews of every club will start on Friday. First one to kick us off will be St George Illawarra Dragons. So because it's early in this January, we'll split it up a little bit. So we'll bring that for you now. We'll get in touch with some of the players and coaches. We'll get that ready for you for February when it's a little bit closer. They've done a little bit more ball work and some trials around the corner. It's a lot easier to speak to the players and also the coaches. They've got a little bit more time. They're a little bit less tired, and you're going to get a little bit better reflection of what the teams are going to be shaping up as. Fantasy preview of each position. That will be our last close. So that will be in the last couple of weeks. Us three will sit down for a positional stud dud mid middies like we did last year. Spoke to Phil today. He'll be doing an injury podcast with us in the next two or three weeks. We're catching up with the 2021 champ as well, getting his thoughts on the game and what he's planning ahead. And we're going to be doing a little bit more draft stuff this year, guys. So stay in tune for that. So probably the three of us will sit down maybe after draft, boys, so that we don't give too much away. (laughs) Don't give our secrets away. And we'll teach you exactly... Or maybe we can do just maybe a tips podcast with some strategy and then maybe we'll come back after that, boys, and we'll do a bit of a mock draft. How does that sound? Yeah, if you want the, the sneaky draft picks, just DM us before our draft and we'll be right. We'll yeah, it's too competitive. <laughs> we'll and then... No, we've, got, we've got two immortals in this, in this, in three of us, don't we? Two immortals, did you say? Yes, you do. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then we'll also, the Kiwi boys will be back. They'll be helping us with the club previews and then they'll be doing themselves how to build a classic team because all the boys there they've been playing for years and years so in terms of getting tips and getting good from the start ed timmy and lomas are very very good at building teams especially from the start so we'll do that we'll also try to get wacko on for a couple of rookie class stuff as well but boys let's look at the rule changes probably this is not a fantasy rules but this is going to be affecting fantasy and that's the fact that Inside your own 40, you're not going to be getting six again and you're going to get a penalty. Now, Cobbs, I'll, stick with, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on that? Are we going to see a slow game out of this? Yeah, it'll be interesting. The Certain teams will definitely, um, like the, the good teams that were happy just to give away penalties, um, 
it'll be interesting what they do if they still like because you. I don't think they're going to be as willing to give the penalties away anymore. Like your, your Melbourne were classics for it, and Penrith, mm. the good teams were happy just to back their defence. So I, I'm still not entirely sure how they're going to pinpoint. And we've talked about this: who's going to get the minus one though? Because <laughs> sometimes with just going to the six again and not so much in the forty metre zone. How are they going to, when they just go six again and wave, they don't always, mm. like, point out who who gave it away. What about a 10-metre one? Does the whole team get a 10-metre? Does every single one get a 10-metre? Yeah, dem- well, that's it. But sometimes, is it going to be blow-ups and people lose by one point in <laughs> <laughs> drafts and whatnot? Because the, the guy behind the computer with the scoring just goes, ah, yeah, he'll get it. Imagine the angry emails afterwards. <laughs> Everyone's written an email to Fancy saying, this guy had two points, <laughs> like the deductions. But yeah, I think it, it'll do what its sort of purpose is. It'll reduce just um, a lot of those penalties when they bring it out. Mm, it'd be interesting. I had a rumour from a very good source that they were bringing back two refs. And I spoke to a couple of my refs mates, and they had no idea about it. So... They bring him back. Maybe the pocket ref can say, "Yes, it was you, Sean Johnson. You're gonna be minus one." Yeah, he might be on the for fantasy fantasy ref. <laughs> <laughs> the pocket ref is fantasy. Hey, TK, your condiment cupboard. Geez, it must be full of all your sources. <laughs> just spice, just wow, spicing yeah. it up, boys. Love it. Keep coming, <laughs> boys. Does COVID want to make you pick for me? All this stuff happening, especially where we live in Sydney and where you live in Newcastle as well, Corbs, it's just, it seems that you're going to get interruptions and it seems like every week from what we're seeing at the moment, there's going to be a player out. So for me, I'm kind of looking at a lot of dual players, even though I might not like them that much because of the fact that we might not be able to field a team unless we have players that can play a lot of different positions. Well, what, what, how about this? So... Last year, there was a big uh, emphasis on, not last year, but it's been a big emphasis on picking Warriors players because they don't get picked for origin. Yeah. Is there another thing to add to that, picking Warriors players because COVID's not as big over there? Do you, do you sort of double down and sort of make them a bit more, um, uh, what to you say, a bit more desirable? Well, they moved to Redcliffe. That's not going to work, Andy. Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Redcliffe Warriors. <laughs> there's, no, there's no COVID down there either. So. <laughs> I do like where your head's at. So you're saying move the game to New Zealand? <laughs> Yeah, just move a New Zealand bubble. We'll go commentate over there as well. <laughs> what about this? Uh, what about they release know. a COVID list so then we know the players that have had COVID? Because according to Google and YouTube Doctor, you can't get it twice in six months or something. Well, Novak Djokovic did, but he's a rarity. Uh, you're not just getting all your players together pre-season, just get them all, just get someone who has COVID, bring them in the training centre, get them a bit of a make-out session so they all get COVID before the season starts and you're good for six months. Do you think the season will go ahead? We'll get through the whole season? No. I think we will. They'll have to do some either, I don't know, with NFL, you've got 52 players to choose from. NRL, you want you only got top 30. Do you reckon they'll increase the amount of that? Yeah, I'm going to say there's going to be Super Saturday won't be his thing anymore. I reckon there'll be games on every single day of the week. They're going to have, have to. They're going to have to. There'll have to be some sort of change because there's like even just the recent ones with ten plus players out of some of the teams. Imagine 
losing 10 players and five or six of your best. Yeah. Yeah, but do they just go into the bubble when the season starts and do what they did last year? I know, I know it, it worked. You know, how many players oh. were out with COVID? I, I, think, I, I think it's just going to be you, you want money, you just got to do it, which is shit. But. Such a, it's a dangerous thing too. Like I saw in the NBA, they've been bringing back like old superstars that are kind of like late 30s, early 40s. But with a that's not a contact sport and you can put them on for five, ten minutes. Can you imagine in a contact sport's you're bringing back Nathan Hindmarsh. Like, he might die out there. Especially <laughs> with his fast game. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Fletch. Fletch and Hindy come back for a game. E.T., all of Corby's St. George heroes. I'll tell, tell you he'd be keen. Andrew Johns would bloody put the boots on tomorrow. <laughs> do, you, do you see that photo of Barrett today putting the kick in? Oh, was he? <laughs> oh, there was a photo of him saying, we've just found our half. He's still in good nick. Yeah, he is. He's in very good nick. most attractive uh, coach in, in the league, isn't he? He's probably the second most attractive behind Nico Hines in the, in the game. Oh, actually, that could be my love interest, Barrett. <laughs> You're after his job, mate. <laughs> yeah, with Phil Gould slapping him, is that turning you on? <laughs> oh, I think of- I've got. I think I've got his signature on one of my old Dragons jerseys too. Yeah. Speaking of turn-ons. Mr. Shooter, he'll be happy. I think this is a shooter. This is what called the shooter rule because total trades have been adjusted to 36 up two with a max of 32. So you've got to hold four for your last five, six games. And then you can also trade four times a week from round 13. Shooter's so that, back. So if he goes early and trades everything, which he will, well that's, I don't know why I said if he does, that means he, he's, they're saving four that he can't touch until the last six rounds. Yeah. So it's like it's like um, they have listened to him. They must listen. To him. <laughs> <laughs> they just feel sorry for him all this time because you know every year the first ten rounds he's like literally in the top two hundred every time, and then he just runs out of trades. So are they doing? Are doing like a superannuation, saving trades because we can't? I think so. Something like that. But boys, before we wrap up, let's quickly just go through some of these other rules, and I'll just get your initial thoughts on some players yep. that you think might be. Well, six again, we've kind of – it's going to be hard to define who's going to be doing that because every player is ill-disciplined at some stage. So let's forget that one. Andy, escape from in goals now worth plus two. Who are some of the players you see kind of thriving under that rule? Man, I recollect Tommy Turbo doing it multiple times last year. I think you're going to have those those quick and, so, and massive um, fullbacks slash wingers. So you've got Tommy Turbo, you've got your Latrell Mitchell. He's a, he's a very strong character. Um and then, yeah, your big wingers, I think, like you were mentioning earlier, I think you said yeah, Tahoe's done it multiple times as well. So I think they're the sort of ones come to mind. Yeah, nice. Corbs, anyone you're thinking of? Yeah, no one in particular. Like, I don't know, I'm just thinking of just the, yeah, the good fullbacks. Like, there's a couple of instances where Ponga also just amazing footwork and just made people look silly and got out of the in-goal area. So, yeah, any of those sort of top 10 fullbacks you would think would get a couple of um, maybe two a game, an extra four, mm. if how, not more. How good would it have been if it was 2004 and you had your wingers as El Masri and Utah? Those two would have got five a game each. Yeah, you, I, I loved Utah. He was just a unit, eh? He, he was tight. He, he was, was yeah. Doggies, doggies. Doggies, bro. Justin Flax still tells me about how he played him in Oztag one time. <laughs> <laughs> and carved him up. <laughs> now boys next one kick meters it's been divided by 30 so that's an interesting one I, well, 
Cleary is interesting because he's priced in to reflect the downgrade on kicking. He's the only player literally in the whole thing that's been downgraded like this. So I just see that Cleary is still valuable because he's just such a rounded player. I do see some declines for the likes of Fogarty, Chatty, Moses, those guys that are probably not as well-rounded in, in attacking stats as Cleary. Corbs, any thoughts on this one about the kicking? Yeah, I, I, like they're the sort of – we are talking about Sexton before when he sort of sits with these guys, I think, where they're sort of looking around that 50. But, yeah, they, they might struggle to hit that 50 average now because that will um, take a few extra points off them. Mm. So, yeah, I, the ones that you've mentioned there, the Moses, Townsend, Fogarty, um, yeah, that they'll – be hurt by that a little bit. Yeah, big time. Now, next one, Andy, you'll start with your tackle bus. has been reduced by one, so now it's worth two. But it's kind of like whoever kind of makes the fantasy rules. They must have had a lot of mid-forwards and not many wing fullbacks last year because it seems that the wing fullbacks are going to get absolutely just smashed. Well, yeah, Look, especially your crab walkers. Like your, your Nick Kotrick was a massive tackle buster. Who was it? Brennan Toto. Sorry, Brian Toto. Uh, all those people are going to get sort of dropped a bit. Your winger fullbacks were sort of a tough position to choose and they're making it harder for us, haven't they? Mm. Like, there's just going to be the clear ones. They might have to go back to the whole gun gun fullbacks and sort of leave the um, the run sort of tackle busting. Because uh, like, like you said, if you get eight tackle busts in the game, you get eight points worse off than last year. Mm. An interesting one, Andy, is Caelan Ponga, man. When you think he had a down year last year, Health wasn't great. His average was 49, but he had a lot of tackle busts in that. Lost the goal kicking. 600K. Is, is he a bounce back factor? Is the, are they just totally eliminating him from your from your mind? I think he's. I think he had a nominal year last year. What was it, mate? What was it? Can you repeat that? It didn't that? take long. It took you about 25 pods to get it in last year. You've got it in number one. Say it again. When you can, mate. Um, he's, his dad's there working with the Knights now. I think he, they're trying to set him up um, set him up for life. So I think he'll be back. I think he, he needs to find form, really, to justify his price tag. Um, yeah, but, careful, mate. Phil Gardner will sue you if you keep making uh, <laughs> calls like that. It's, contract, it's contract year, baby. He's going 70. <laughs> he wants a big one from the Dolphins. I think, I think he has to bounce back. Disregard to the tackle break rule. He's a sort of exception, I guess. Yeah, nice. All right, last one, Corbs. Offload. So spilt to the hand is worth four. And then if you do a silly one out the back to the ground, it's worth two, which two was last year for everything. Uh, any any names ring to mind right now, Corbs? Oh, the, the, the big forwards, uh, AFB, I know you've been sort of um and ahhing about him. Paulo and Welch, they uh they seem to their offloads actually seem to go to people a lot of the time. TPJ can be a bit of a mixed bag and Noffa. Mm. They're the ones that sort of just <laughs> fling it out the back. <laughs> Must have a cousin that plays um fantasy. <laughs> but those other those other three, they um that could help them because yeah, that's um sort of rewarding their good offloads that they actually do have. Yeah, Clemmer used to be good, but geez I'm off Clemmer now. He's gone that far backwards. With his fantasy scoring, what happens in Newcastle? Needs a new club. He plays all right for first year for. His yeah, club. I don't know. I mean, the Safidi boys are just um, the sort of the main guys now. He's probably just coming on to hold his own until they get back on. Yeah, moves to Newcastle, goes for naps, holds his mates, holds yeah. his mate up. <laughs> what a cat! Nice, yeah. <laughs> go, to the, go to the beach. The hot weather, sun takes it out here. <laughs> looking pretty tan there, cool. All right, boys. Yeah. That, that was really good, I thought. I thought, 
was a little bit like dusty early on, but we've we've had a couple of good hit ups each. I felt in there. There's some some value there. For, I'm going to give us a tick. Early touches. A few early touches. So we're back. Can't wait for this one. The first three previews that we'll be doing, ladies and gentlemen, are the St. George Leroy Dragons, Parramatta Eels, and the Sharks. We thought we'd get a little bit of banter in there early on. But I've just opened up the Talking League Cup, so I'll have just either search that on your NRL Fantasy app or I'll have all the details in the show notes. There was a dummy one, wasn't there? No. Yeah, they've stitched us up. They've made some um, – they put some fake ones in the actual league with our, with our names and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to put something to make it sure it's ours. Yeah, trying to trying to get you back off our phone. <laughs> That's very hey, weird. Did we um? Did we do our gut feel or bold predictions? Oh yeah, we, no, hold on one sec. I'm just going to do a couple little tidy ups, and we'll just do our ten dollar ah. bet. Now we did gut feel from the start. I'll just wrap up. So Apple Spotify is actually doing reviews now. So if you could leave us a review on Spotify, and a lot of people listen on there, so. That'd be great. Social media is Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Talking League One, Twitter. Hit us up anytime whether you want some advice, say good day or whatever you want. Join the crew. And Andy, now our little thing is our because we did pretty good in our punches club last year. Cause what were we up? Four hundred percent in the end? You're the you're the money man. Uh it was a little bit below that. Um might have been I'd have to go back and have a look. I'll get back on it. I think it was about three fifty. Maybe just percent. So it was good though, but we're definitely up. We're good until Origin. I think going to Origin camp. Yeah, that stuffed us, yeah. Origin. It didn't. All right, so, so we started getting way too cocky and started left field bets. So a bit Corb, like the Eels just went down after Origin. Corby, you're actually. We, we'll, we finish higher than you guys. <laughs> we'll place these bets as soon as we can bring them out, right? Yeah, well, pretty sure we can bet them now. Okay. Andy, you're excited. You kick us off. What's your ten dollar bet for the start of the year? Twenty twenty two. Year of the year, mate. No, no, top, power top four. We got to look Ice Popsicles is leaving. Uh Reed Marnie's leaving. Um it's this is it. If we like we don't sort of get a chance here, then we're sort of <laughs> we're down for a good ten years, especially with Josh Hodgson coming <laughs> to be our power up. Well, it's going to be Panthers, Storm, Para, and probably the Roosters. So are you not saying the Eagles? Well, is that to play Cronulla in the grand final? Is that to play Cronulla in the grand final? Tommy Turbo is not having a good enough uh, season next year, so they're going to get fifth. All right, Colby, what do you got for me, my man? Well, mine's mine's seems silly, but it's not as silly as Parrot making top four. <laughs> I reckon Draggies will scrape in top eight. Lucky to get off the bottom of the ladder for most predictions. That's a um, thing. Like I reckon that's why you're Smokies because the team that's often said to be going to get the wooden spoon never does, and it's just there's something that's brewing. If the barbecue didn't happen, you would have made the finals for sure. I don't think. I've got I've got the Roosters, Storm, Penrith, Eagles, Eels, Sharks, Rabbits. I think they'll be in the eight. But then I just I don't think the dogs are gonna do as well as everyone thinks. Titans, Knights, Warriors, Cowboys, Tigers, I don't think will make the eight. It'll be a battle with the Broncos, Raiders, and I 
yeah, it'd be interesting. Even the Sharkies, it, there's be interesting to see how they click into gear. I think they're good. They've got enough good players. They bought well, but yeah, I'm gonna juicy odds. Chuck a little little bit on the Dragons to make the eight. All right, to wrap things up, I'm gonna I'm gonna back my man, <laughs> Nico Hines, Dally M into the Sharks top four. Oh my god, what's that paying a dollar ten? That's a shoe. That's a shoe. <laughs> That's the greatest song of all time. You better get on soon because those odds are going down after that. That's a, <laughs> that's a dollar ten. Sorry, guys, didn't give you much value. That's a shoeing. Odd the Sharkies top four, maybe. Hines Dally M though. Mm. Mate, he's heard boys to men tonight. He's he'll be fired up after that. You're living in 2015, TG. What? 2016 is our premiership, 2016. mate. 16. Yeah, because you were keen on the next season. <laughs> All right, boys, that was a pretty good start. We'll be back for the three-team previews. Kick it off Friday. We'll put one out every second day. The Kiwi boys will be helping us out with those ones as well. So plenty in store before we get really serious in February. So a little bit more fun in January. We don't really know what's... We'll give you some, some good kind of background for some players for you to keep an eye on. And then February, we'll get real, real serious and... Help you pick some real good teams. Penciling them in and then get the pen out in February. Exactly. Get the cobwebs out. That was a good start, boys. 50 minutes of jibber. But good to see you're still awake, two cobs. You're yawning a little bit there. You better go to bed. <laughs> Lovely to see you yeah, again. Sleep now. He's had the Arvo nap at 7, 7.30. <laughs> Andy, I'll see you on Thursday when I'm out of isolation and you can come over. I'll see you when I'm looking at you, mate. Sounds good, Corbs. Take care. See you in a couple of days. Righto, boys. See you later. See you, listeners.